1: Great to be back with you folks. With me, as always, is my friend, co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, so we ate some of the best coconut cream pie in a lifetime down there in Louisiana. I mean...
2: Oh. Yeah, I think I gained all the weight that I was trying to lose on that four-mile walk. Yeah. and that one piece of pie, but it was...
1: It was, it was
2: pretty amazing.
1: I think I'd walk across the country to Louisiana just to have another piece of that pie. I'm just. Well, you
2: know. I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, two places we will be going to, Lord willing, next time we're at Southland. Oh yeah. And that is, that is, uh, the broken bean. Yeah. That I'm coffee shop that was amazing.
1: Yeah. That was up in, uh, man, what was that? Huh? Ah. Was it in
2: Minden?
1: Minden, Louisiana. Yeah, right off of uh, Interstate number 20, I believe. Uh, Going through, you know, northern Louisiana. It was a broken bean. It's run by a church and a ministry to take people who've been on drugs and stuff and transition them back to work. Best egg sandwich coffee I ever had. Uh, As Stephanie was saying, you know, to us that day. We're sitting at the table, and there were three other tables in the room, and all of them had police officers sitting at them. Yeah,
2: that was awesome.
1: Yeah, so the broken bean there in Minden, Louisiana, and what was and the name of the Strons. pie? Straws. Yeah, Straws. Yeah,
2: Strom's. Yeah, and,
1: and they went back. To, you know, pie was seven cents a piece when they opened Straws. Seven wow. cents, and that coconut cream pie. I mean, I've still, as I'm talking to you, saliva is building up in my mouth. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm telling you, it it is just some of the best and and you know what we did so uh while we were out there we did some walking and then we decided uh Stephanie and I I so Stephanie and me so Debbie uh wasn't part of the pie decision, though. She did eat it. Praise <laughs> hey, God. We we got done with a four-mile walk. <laughs> the
2: strawberry. Yeah. Did strawberry. Debbie yeah. got
1: strawberry pie. So the pie was great. The food, once again, was fantastic at Southland. You know, Oh, I,
2: amazing. There was, was one amazing. meal that kind
1: of freaked me out a little bit. You know, that gumbo thing or whatever it was. Oh, but that was else. one
2: of my favorite meals.
1: Yeah. You know, some people, uh, you know, everybody's different with food. Everybody I has different was, taste buds. I, yeah.
2: Yeah. But you'll be proud of me. I only got one serving. Yeah. And that was, it was good. I loved it, but you know, I was trying not to gain, Yeah. you know, I already am a blimp again. So trying to lower that, you know,
1: I ate a bite or two of it and said, I don't like this. And I ate dessert, whatever it was that day. Oh, it was like apple crisp or something with ice cream. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yep. they made good with dessert, you know, and.
2: Oh, and then the warm chocolate chip cookies oh, one day and cheesecake.
1: Oh, oh. So, so this lady told Stephanie. I shouldn't tell you guys this, but I will because I think it's funny. But uh, this lady told Stephanie, speaking about the warm chocolate chip cookie, that she was going to pray for Stephanie's warm chocolate chip cookie, meaning uh, Stephanie's future husband. Or I thought it
2: was sweet.
1: I think. I think. No
2: pun intended.
1: No, me too. And I think pun should be intended. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Those cookies were right with God. And, uh, you know, Southland, once again, you know, you got Mark and Amy Herbster, some of my best buds. Amy was my. Mike, Mike. why do I do that? Because as Mark and Amy are the dean and his wife he married an amy too i started picking on mike about that one time and he stopped me and said oh you're getting evil <laughs> something like that <laughs> so, I, so i left it alone mike and amy her mike is great and uh, mike led a service until usually does wednesday night did tuesday night just a wonderful service to sing and the people who were out we had a great concert i thought on thursday night it was just just wonderful, uh, just a wonderful time out there. So, folks, make sure you – we do that at every camp, so make sure you sign up for them and come on out. But we certainly had a wonderful time, and I think the best of the food among the Christian camps that we attend, it's just – and maybe that's the problem, Stephanie. Maybe we're better off having lousy chow, you know? Maybe <laughs> maybe we wouldn't eat as much. Maybe not having warm know. apple there- crisp, you know? Yeah.
2: Their salad bar is oh, me. I love. I literally. Oh,
1: they don't play with lettuce. No. You're they, not, no,
2: it's the real deal. It's you're not getting iceberg.
1: Mix. No iceberg no. lettuce. I mean, you're, no. getting, you're getting three or the four different deal. kinds of grains. I mean, you. Yeah. Oh, folks. I mean, and, you know, the tomatoes are fresh. The cucumbers yep. are fresh.
2: Everything's and, fresh. They got yeah. mushrooms
1: out there and olives and peppers. And, I mean, you just name it. Onions. Red onion went out there it, one day. It's
2: like a. Perfect. Yeah. It's like the
1: perfect salad bar. I love it. Oh man. I, I want to walk out there right now. You know, if I ever retire, I I think I'll help out in the kitchen as a volunteer, but uh, (laughs) anyway, so you know, we're in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 and we're starting at verse number three, but before we get there, Uh, We want to remember that things we're talking about being right with God. I liked where Stephanie went yesterday and yesterday Stephanie was talking about when you bring somebody out there and another thing that made people right with God. And again, we're probably going to be using some camp themes this week, but I noticed that people were putting others needs and stuff ahead of themselves. And that makes you right with God. I mean, there were people at camp that were folks that were hurting uh, but mm-hmm. they were like, can I drive you? You know, there was a local grocery mm-hmm. store four or five miles up the road, maybe three miles. I don't know. But, and people were driving people there, you know, people were uh, picking up things for one another. People were, you know, people, people were
2: driving. Yeah, people were driving to find Doug, his Duck and Donuts coffee thing, because he was freaking out the one morning.
1: And I didn't, never so. got him. Never got she them. You
2: didn't. They were out.
1: They were yeah. out. But back here, you know, back here in South Carolina, I mean, we've got it all. I've got glass bottles <laughs> right now of Starbucks, and uh, we've got it all, man. We're living the life out here. But people were looking. <laughs> a matter of fact, That's our funny. hospitality lady there, uh, I mean, oh, is she,
2: she is a sweetheart.
1: Is she right? And she's moving over to be the administrator you know, and the administrators getting married and going to Kenya with her husband to be a missionary. So, I mean, well, and I, we can say their names. I mean, you look up Southland, you know, Carolyn's going to be the administrator. What a lovely lady, wonderful lady. Uh, we all think she's just the cat's meow. As a matter of fact, Debbie, uh, <laughs> Stephanie and I just thought she's pretty great. She's always going out of her way to be nice to us. And Kelly, who's the current admin person. And, um, you know,
2: can it, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do we always say that someone's the cat's meow, but we never say they're the dogs bark? I just wanted to throw that out there. Because the Bible
1: talks weird about dogs. You know? Oh, okay, okay. It it doesn't it doesn't talk (laughs) Yeah. I think so. But I like the cat's meow. You know when the cat looks at you and goes, Meow and wants to rub up against you and holds it. Say Emmy needs a cat. You know, I need to talk to Emmy about that. (laughs) Emmy needs a cat. She nope. does. She's a cat Negative. person. Yeah. No,
2: she's not. She loves
1: dogs. Okay. All right. I'll leave it uh-huh. alone. But I just say also everybody everybody's got not. a dog, but Emmy. Emmy needs a dog. If she needs her a own dog. dog.
2: Or a- People, if a dog or a cat shows up in a box from Dunk, you're
1: going to hear about it on this podcast. Just saying. (laughs) So anyway, here we are. So, you know, it's important to put others ahead of you. It's important to let others know, hey, if you need something, I'll give you a ride. I'll take care of you. I'll look out for you. One of the gentlemen said to me, I'll never forget this. He said, you know, I know we were going to talk about my situation, but my dear brother over there is really going through it. Let's talk about that. And, Aww. and I'll never forget, you know, men, uh, just doing that on a regular basis. So, so that was pretty cool. Just putting others in front of them. I think that's a great thing. So we're in Proverbs chapter fifteen three, as we talked about, and, and this is one of those verses that talks about, I think God's omniscient, uh, you know, all knowing and, and God's, uh, you know, uh. Uh, when he's everywhere at once so that's it's omniscience and and the other one is omnipresence and i want to talk about omnipresence. so god omnipresent is always there god omniscient is always knowing so this verse when you study this in seminary this is one of the verses they go to speaking of the omniscient the all-knowing god or the omnipresent the all everywhere we are he we can't hide from him and it says the eyes of the lord are in every place beholding the evil and good so what happens in vegas does not stay in Vegas, no matter what the mm-hmm. commercial says. Uh, God's keeping his eyes on us. Wisdom, uh, wisdom. I think, you know, we came out of that wisdom and folly, and now we're looking at just wisdom and stuff. And I, I think that wisdom understands that we're always under the eye of God. He sees us everywhere. That's part of wisdom. And, uh, you know, he keeps his eye, he watches evil and good. And, uh, you know, he keeps a watch on us, Stephanie. And I mean, there's so many people who miss this point. Just a minute ago, you were talking about that unruly, uh, that family member that just had no biblical basis, obviously, in his life to come scream at you and your husband in front of your kids in your house. I mean, what does it take for a human being to do that? I mean, that's Soviet Union kind of stuff. But God's eyes were in that house that night. God's eyes were upon the evil and they were upon the good. And so, I mean, looking at this, Stephanie, and and understanding this, and and we need to understand this as people. You know, I read a fact the other day, and it just scared the devil out of me. And uh, talking about wisdom and folly and stuff, and it was talking, it was speaking on pornography again, and it was saying that uh, 91% of our populations viewing it at least once a year. And uh, Mm. as many as 70%. Uh, every week. And so when you start thinking about those numbers, we got to look at verses like 15, three. I mean, what are you thinking?
2: Well, we just, um, I got, am going through a list of catechisms, um, with my Bible class on Wednesday nights and we just covered, um, this, this, uh, our catechism was, can you see God? And the answer was, no, I cannot see God, but he always sees me. And then this was the verse that went along with that. And um, you know the kids and I, we I try to talk through as we learn the catechism, so they're just not learning words. Yeah. Um, but we talk through this fact that this means God's. You know, we he says, "I'll never leave you, or forsake you," and we think, "Well, that's great. He's hanging out in the next room."
1: Yeah.
2: Um. You know, while I'm in here, and no, he's he's everywhere. His eyes are in every place. He's watching. He's observing. He's taking notice and you know if you're pleasing the lord this is a comfort <laughs> if you're yeah. if you're doing things that are dishonoring to the lord it should scare you um and so the fact that he's watching the evil and the good nothing escapes his vision and this should i remember telling you know as the kids and I talked about it i said this should challenge us to you know use our words wisely no matter who's around it should challenge us that God sees if you're, you know, your mom tells you to do something and you walk away mumbling under your breath, um, words that are dishonoring to the Lord. Um, and you got God seeing, he's hearing all of these things and it should instill in us a fear of him and not a fear of, um, I don't mean a fear in the sense of terror. I mean, fear in the sense of an awe and a respect that he's God and I'm, I'm supposed to be living my life to honor and glorify him because he died for me and he's watching me. And am I giving him the glory due into his name because he's seeing if I am or if I'm not?
1: Yeah. You know, we got that stupid Santa Claus song. He knows if I've been... He sees you when
2: you're sleeping. He yeah, knows see, when you're awake. I, I don't yeah, know totally
1: the words, but, but people who are listening knows where it's going. But that, that song applies to God. And uh, right. again, that omniscient, that omnipresent God, such a wonderful God in which we serve. And then we go on to four. Again, a wholesome tongue, going back to the tongue of life, uh, but pervasiveness therein is a breach in spirit. So a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But pervasiveness therein is the breach in spirit. And so once again, we're talking about, you know, the tongue, a wholesome tongue, uh, those good words, those words that make a difference, those words that bring life, those words that bring fruit, those words that lift people up, those words that change things. Mm-hmm. Boy, that wholesome thing, it's a tree of life. It's God's use in that. And, uh, but yeah. per, you know, that pervasiveness. Boy, that breaks the spirit that turns things upside down. It's twisted, it's crooked, it's corrupt. People don't know what they're getting out of. You can bring others down. You can bring a church down, Stephanie. I mean, yeah. Uh, you're looking yeah. at this and we're thinking of the wholesome side uh, versus the pervert side. Yeah.
2: Well, and and the again, the word that is used, um, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, a healing. What I see there is a, a healing tongue is a tree of life where... God is controlling your tongue in such a way that it's building life, it's edifying, it's encouraging. And, and it's interesting that the phrase that's used in the second part, because it says, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. And what I get, when I get the idea of a breach, I get the idea of it breaks it, it breaks it in half. And in other words, it's wounding a spirit it's damaging a spirit. You know, we we're on this podcast to help by God's grace, help people that have been through things like this and having personally experienced the second half both both sides of this coin, but the second half of this verse, your words, your tongue, your mouth, it has the power could take someone who's already struggling and drive them to the edge of suicide?
1: Oh yeah. And your words have terrible.
2: The, your yeah, I mean, your words have the power of taking someone who wants to heal, who wants to do better. Your words can make the difference whether they heal or not. There it is. Um, there, there's so much power in this verse.
1: And years later, here we are having a conversation about people's words that tried to cut you, people's words that tried to make your value less uh, just the opposite of what God has for us, just the opposite of what God's word is. And, uh, you know, you remember Alexander, the coppersmith, and remember what, mm-hmm. remember what Paul said about that. I had to turn him over to the yeah. devil, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some people over there, and folks, I mean, if you're around these people with these terrible words, if you're around these people who are, uh, you know, they're not the tree of life. Uh, you, you know, there's a pervasiveness in them. It breaks your spirit. It breaks everything. It, it it's so hurtful, and as Stephanie said, can put you to the brink of being suicidal to have that ideation going on and. Folks, our words matter. Folks, what we say matters. Listen to things. Have that wisdom. Plug into that thing because it matters. It makes a difference. And, you know, those of us hurting from PTSD, those of us living down that road, boy, the wrong words can set us back a mile. And and, uh, you start talking about relation and those words that want to talk about relationships, friends and uh, spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends and families. And the deeper that goes, the deeper those words go, the closer they come to home. Leave them alone. Get out of it. Uh, the wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The edifying yeah. tongue, the tongue that chooses to go the way of God. And, and you know, verse 5, I think, kind of keeps this going. It says, a fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. And, uh, you know, that fool, Stephanie, that foolish person that, you know, filled with folly, uh, they despise instruction. They despise from their dad. They despise, ultimately, too, from God. Uh, you know, but our attitude toward parental teaching when we're a kid determines one's lifelong attitude, I'm telling you right now, and their yeah. authority and their instruction, when you see a teenager going bad, when a teenager, especially, uh, you, you got to stop it, we got to correct it, because it's a life, you carry that with you in your marriage, you carry that with you in your life, and you end up being one of these knuckleheads that we've been reading about, you end up yeah. having that pervasiveness against you, and, and, and that's why we raise our kids the best we can with God and and uh, uh but but somebody who you know receives some correction in life somebody who's you know, listening to their dad, listening to their mom, someone who's being corrected. Uh, boy, that's a prudent thing. That's a wise thing. That makes a difference. And, you know, putting this together with some semblance, practically, I mean, you're, you're raising eight human beings. You're around 30 or 40 human beings, a lot. You come from a large family. Mm-hmm. You, you're, mm-hmm. Your husband came from a large family. I mean, at any given time, you guys could get a call from 100 people that are, that are, yeah. that are family and stuff. And, and how does this all fit?
2: Well, I think um I'm very thankful I was raised in a family. Obviously we weren't perfect, but my father and my mother strove to fulfill the first part of this verse. Um as the you know, as the Lord worked in their heart. I I can't I can remember so many times that um my dad was so tender and my mom too, but I, I I remember my dad quite a few times where I wouldn't have even viewed what he said to me as harsh or negative or anything, but he would come to me later and say, the Lord convicted me that my words weren't what they should have been. Would you please forgive me? And that made a massive impact on me as a kid because my dad's goal, my mom's goal Their goal was to have a wholesome tongue that would be a tree of life that would make a difference in each of us kids' lives. And you know, we're all human and we all fail, but our but a wholesome tongue, a truly wholesome tongue, it doesn't say a perfect tongue. Yeah. Because none of us can be perfect.
1: Yeah, we fall. But God's
2: there working, He's in there, He's working in and through us. And if we will let Him control our tongue. Even if we fail once in a while, he's faithful and just to can forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and he will, he will give us a wholesome tongue again. Um, but the idea of a perverse tongue is is an idea that it, this tongue is just man. We're, we're back to the whole idea of a gutter, um, where this is a mouth, and in this idea, this perverseness term, that's a that's a strong term. And what I see here is because it never says mouth in this verse. The idea to me is that this perverse person's tongue as perfect as God wants to use a tongue for wholesome, for building up for an instrument of precision for glorifying the Lord and building up and edifying this perverse tongue is, is 180 degrees the opposite. It's just as precise. It's just as sharp, but it's not filled with the spirit of God. It's filled with the spirit of Satan. And I've had words said to me that were said, that were demonic, that were devilish, that were said with just as much precision Mm. as words of life. And those words, yes, God's given me grace to turn them over to him and all of that. But I will never be able to forget those perverse words that were said with precision on purpose to hit a specific mark. Yeah, And so the idea that if you've experienced this and this is verbal abuse, okay, let's just call it, it's satanic, it's devilish, and it is abuse. But if if this is happening and, and you're in a situation where this is happening over and over and over again, and the person is unwilling to change their language and their tongue is nothing but a weapon to, to constantly be putting, you can only get so many breaches in your spirit and something's going to crumble. Yeah. And so it, it would be very wise for you to consider removing yourself from that tongue. There you go. From that situation, because this is not of God. God is a tree of life.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, all that, all this put together exactly what Stephanie said, 100% behind that. And, you know, I will even take it to the point, Stephanie, where so many parents, so many people emphasize learning facts, you know, let's, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but God's word over and over again, uh, talks about wisdom, you know, like learning wisdom is, is more than learning facts. It's, you know, receiving correction, those things, I think it's more important. You know, we, and, and don't get me wrong, my kids have graduated from college. You know that they're in the business world. They're, uh, they're Christians and, and things of that nature. Learning facts are important, but you better have wisdom to decipher facts. You, you know, wisdom yeah. and how you take that and how you speak. And, you know, over and over again, my heart is broken listening to Stephanie, how badly she was hurt how badly she was hurt by these, you know, uh, by former family members of hers. And, and, you know, when she was married, how badly this hurt, you know, to her, it, it's still so ripe that when I talk to Stephanie and Stephanie talks to people about it, she still gets tears in her eyes. So folks, I will tell you this, a fool, a fool despises his father's, uh, instruction. And, uh, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. So, we can do whatever you want to do with these three verses but i'm here to tell you it's all about the tongue it's it's keeping a yeah. watch on good and evil it's uh, the eyes of the lord are always on us a wholesome tongue is the tree of life the good side of things and uh, and just understanding understanding what God has for us, and uh, wisdom is so important, so important. Hey, we love you, folks, and we'd love to help you in any way we can. And, and, and listen, i got to tell you, one of these things that comes, Stephanie, just honestly, as we talk to a lot of hurting people here, some many folks with PTSD, one of the things that come along is words are different to us. And I know we went a little longer than we usually do, and I just want to end by saying this, words have more cut than when you don't have PTSD. We're hypervigilant. Yeah. We're looking for good news. We're looking for people to be honest and truthful with us. And then these bad words come along and, and, and I mean, they cut, they hurt. Yeah. So folks, yeah. don't be that person. But listen, we love you. Make sure if we can do anything for you, make sure you find us out at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. And uh, looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. May God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: In your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.